0: Welcome to the show. This Friday, we will be broadcasting live from Scramblers as we do every Friday from 6A to 9A. The Friday Road Show is sponsored by Extra Mile Home Inspection and Real Estate Repair. A big thank you to them. We are also on Facebook Live, 1041 Nick Reed there, sponsored by Springfield Rap. Also designer of the KSGF studio, we are going to hear in just uh, moments, take a couple of uh, minutes to learn about freedom principle and um, coming up some initiatives, some um, efforts that are being undertaken there. and. We just every so often like to visit some of these things you probably aren't aware of, but they are uh, going on, and it's something at some point you probably will be aware of. That way you are ahead of the curve. Before we do that, though, want to go ahead and get the latest news update. From Color 10 and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. A Springfield family woke up this weekend to a stranger in their home. Police say 20-year-old Caleb Williamson entered the family's home through an open window on Saturday. Police say he hit one of them with a rock and then stole their PlayStation. Williamson was caught walking in the area with the PlayStation hidden under his sweatshirt. He's now charged with burglary and assault. A now former deputy and school resource officer in Camden County is charged for possessing child pornography. After a multi-year investigation, authorities were able to link Darren Skinner to an online account that uploaded files containing explicit images. He will be in court on Thursday. And Southwest Airlines will pay a $140 million penalty for stranding 2 million passengers last holiday. Holiday season. From Color 10 and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. The first alert forecast sponsored by Wolfpack Cleaners, your residential and commercial cleaning professionals. From Color 10, Fox 49, meteorologist Tom Schmidt, mostly sunny today with a high of 48, clouds 35 tonight. Tomorrow partly sunny with a high of fifty-eight. There is an organization called Freedom Principle. We have Byron Keelan with us. And um, somebody it was actually at Scramblers last Friday that was telling me a bit about uh, an effort underway and thought it would be a good idea for the audience to know about it. And it sounded good to me. So welcome to the show, Byron. And if you would first tell us what is Freedom Principle, because though it is important and active, I'm sure there are a lot of people very busy and they don't know what it is that the organization does.
1: Well, the good morning and 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 thanks for having me on. You bet. It's great to be on your station. Um and it's actually the organization's called Freedom Principle MO and you can find out about us at freedomprinciplemo.org but really we're a statewide grassroots organization uh, promoting the the a, a pro America, pro Missouri first uh agenda we you know we we support the make america great agenda but what we're saying in our organization really is promoting the make missouri great again agenda also and that is to fight for policies that put missourians first before special interest groups
0: so what is it right now that uh I, i believe that you are really active when it comes to an initiative petition is that correct
1: yeah, the, our 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 biggest effort to date that we're doing is a is a proposed constitutional amendment to protect our right to informed consent. You know, we saw in 2000 how governments, particularly on on a local level, counties uh, impose masks and even some vaccine mandates. School districts. Uh, use their dictatorial powers to you know um, put mask and vaccine mandates on children and what we are doing is is we're you know pushing back on this to say that we have a right to our uh, to uh, medical freedom to make our own choices with regards to vaccines or with regards to masks. And so what we're doing is proposing a constitutional amendment that would prohibit the government or any institution of uh, any educational institution or institution of higher education from imposing any type of vaccine or masks mandate. Uh, And then also would require the labeling of any products in missouri that contain mrna or gene altering uh technologies
0: so is this a uh, constitutional amendment something that is directed specifically towards government institutions
1: yes i mean you know the the issue here mm. is is that we don't want government dictating right what we put into our bodies and you know we're not uh you know Employers would still have the ability to uh, enforce their own versions of mask mandates, Um, particularly, you know, I live in St. Louis here, and we're seeing that BJC, one of the largest hospital uh, systems in the state, is reinstituting mask mandates for their employees. That is their, you know, Missouri's a free will state, and so that is their prerogative to do it. What we're trying to say is that, uh, for instance, St. Louis County and St. Louis City were the biggest, uh, and and Jackson County, you know, they implemented all kinds of vax mandates and uh, uh, mask mandates with regards to going out into public and things. And we saw that these vaccine mandates and and, uh, mask mandates uh, never works you know they they, they and we the issue really is is that we've been lied to by our um health officials you know we we've, we've seen all the data now that's coming out that Pfizer and and Moderna and all these other groups that are making these mRNA vaccines are not using mRNA technology they're you know using these lab created hybrids and it's causing our DNA to be altered. We've seen all the the test results of Pfizer uh, testifying that they never actually really tested the vaccine, whether or not it would stop COVID. Um, and so, what we're saying is that you know we're not letting this happen to us again when it comes to the next
0: pandemic we're we're talking with byron keeling of freedom principal mo uh last question for you and then anything else that people need to be aware of on this um there are going to be some obviously it's not quite as top of mind uh, because the mandates aren't really something that we see so much in missouri any longer so what do you say to people who are letting their guard down and thinking well we don't really need to worry about this
1: what we're saying is that you need to be you need to be uh, I guess pro proactive about this to stop it. If you didn't like it, you know in the in the past, you're not going to like it when it comes around again. We've already starting to see this. Um, you know, there, there's news reports in China about some new variants. Uh, this is coming up we're getting into the election season which means that you know they're going to be trying to scare us into um, you know wearing masks or getting vaccinated again because you know it's for the good of you know for the good of your neighbor type thing and the the really the issue here is that you should have the right to determine whether or not you want to get a wear a mask or Uh, get vaccinated and we're you know we don't think that the government should have that right right to infringe upon our our medical freedoms so are
0: you still in the signature gathering phase where are things
1: Yes. Uh, we're currently gathering signatures. Um, we have a website called stand for Mo medical freedom.com. And on that site, you can learn more about our petition, but you can also sign up to sign the petition. We have people all around the state that are going to be contacting individuals, uh, who want to sign the petition to try to arrange uh, a way for you to sign the petition. Uh, we know that, you know, you're not always at a. We're not always at a store. We're not always at a school. So it's an opportunity that if you want to support the the initiative, and stand for your medical freedom, is to uh, if you want to sign the petition, you can sign up to sign the petition. Uh, you can also sign up to help us get signatures. We really need that. We have to get you know about 172,000 signatures from around the state in order to get it onto the November ballot. So they can also do that. And then, of course, just as important is to go online and donate uh, and support our efforts so that we can help promote uh, the petition and, and encourage people to sign up.
0: All right. Byron Keelan and Freedom Principal Mo, we will also get the the links up on our social media and KSGF.com as well for those of you listening so you can easily find it. Byron, thanks. I appreciate you being with us this morning and uh, be sure to reach out and let us know of any significant updates.
1: Uh, we do it. I appreciate it, and appreciate the opportunity to talk to your audience. Today.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Have a great rest of your day, Byron Keeling. There, Freedom Principle Mo, is again the organization, and like I said, we'll get all that info up for you at ksgf.com. Coming up, the Democrats over the last several days have been scrambling to. Exit out one of their candidates for attorney general in the state of Missouri because of what people are viewing as being overtly anti-Semitic postings and so forth. And so there's been this mad scramble to just d- Democrats. They're having a real hard time when it when it comes to uh, their their image. Uh, as of late and all of the anti-Semitism and and the recognition of where the anti-Semitism problem has been bubbling up. And uh, Missouri is, Democrats are not immune from this by any stretch. And so they've essentially, uh, over the last week or so, done everything they could to eliminate this this person from any so, sort of attention or notoriety, which of course draws a little bit of attention to it. I'll, I'm going to update you on all this, including accusations essentially. This, this Democrat who's running for attorney general is claiming that the Jews were interfering in the election by way of Israel and so forth, so uh, the details of it all coming up next. I'm Nick Reed. <laughs> The Democrats in Missouri have been scrambling to get one of their own, who is a candidate for Missouri State Attorney General, off the radar of Missourians because of allegations she was making that... Well, let me just read to you a statement from this Democrat state rep, who was running. She's withdrawn from the race for attorney general. And her name is Unsicker, 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 U-N-S-I-C-K-E-R. Democrat 83rd District for immediate release December 14th, 2023. Missouri State Representative Sarah Unsicker issued the following statement today. In recent days, it has become increasingly clear just how broken our political system has become. Manipulation of the media. Surrounding my professional and personal relationship is only one such example, my state representative office was copied on a criminal complaint against Elad Gross yesterday, alleging that he and his family have failed to register as foreign agents of Israel. This is a professional and detailed complaint that I have forwarded to the Missouri Secretary of State's office. It was initially sent to the FBI. Because of the considerable conflict of interest these allegations present, I will not be running against Elad Gross for Missouri Attorney General. He was one of the other Democrats in the primary. She was challenging him in the primary, and she is accusing him of being a foreign agent for Israel. She went on to say in her release, I call on Elad Gross to resign from the Missouri Attorney General's race and from public life. In the coming days, I will be preparing for the 2024 legislative session as a state representative from the 83rd district as I consider my political future and enjoy the holiday with family. I hope that you too can step away from the crazy news cycle of recent weeks and enjoy love and beauty this holiday season. I will be making an announcement about my political future in January. Now, in here she notes that she had sent the or forwarded the complaint to the Missouri Secretary of State's office, that would be Secretary of State Ashcroft, alleging that her Democrat opponent in the primary, Elad Gross, and his family were foreign agents for Israel, and secretly so, failing to register as such. The latest update on this story, Missouri Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft said that there's no evidence to the claim that unregistered foreign agents are interfering in Missouri's elections. Ashcroft, who is running, this is a KY3 story, for the Republican nomination for governor, made a statement in response to accusations from State Rep. Sarah Unsicker, who until Thursday was running for attorney general as a Democrat Ashcroft said in a press release, at this point in our review, we have not been provided any evidence that even remotely relates to Missouri election interference. The information provided thus far does not indicate any violation of Missouri election law. Therefore, without additional information and specific allegations regarding the election violation, we can take no further action. According to Ashcroft, his staff sent her a form used to lodge an official complaint of election interference, Unsicker replied to the request by saying, while the complaint involves a political opponent, I do not believe I can say anything further with regards to this complaint. However, a day earlier, she announced, of course, that she's no longer running for attorney general as a Democrat. She amplified the allegations against her primary opponent, Elad Gross, a civil rights attorney and former assistant attorney general. Gross's mother served in the Israeli military in the 1970s and then immigrated to the United States in the 80s. The allegation claim, albeit with no evidence, that both Gross and his mother are now operating on behalf of the Israeli defense forces in order to interfere with Missouri elections. Gross called the allegations disturbing, and the idea that he's working on behalf of a foreign government laughable. Quote, it's absolutely disgusting and appalling, he said. It's just unfortunate that folks are resorting to this kind of crap right now, whether it's for an election or not. Unsicker has recently been criticized by members of her own party for her association with Eric Garland, who originally made the accusations against Gross, and somebody named Charles Johnson, whom the Anti Defamation League brands as an alt right activist, who has publicly questioned the number of deaths in the Holocaust. Unsicker was stripped of her committee assignments and now faces calls from within the Democratic caucus for her removal. She did not respond to questions whether she'll continue her campaign for attorney general as an independent or as a Republican, which I don't know why she would. I mean, now there are, I've got a number of different stories here. One from the Kansas City Star noting that House Minority Leader Crystal Quaid, who went to court to try and have a black man thrown off the ballot and is running for governor, last week stripped her of her committee assignments after the series of social media posts, including a photo in which Unsicker posted with hard right activists. They, they, they really want you to think this is a conservative problem, not, not a Democrat problem, despite the fact that this is a elected Democrat who is running for attorney general as a democrat but they like throwing around oh it's all right all right all right all right now this is it, it you, you there are a number of democrats that over the weekend they've come out she's been stripped of her committee and and they're really railing against her this is clearly an attempt to get this done and taken care of as quickly as possible because of the the awakening that so many americans have had over well since october 7th that the democrat party has a real anti-semitism problem within its ranks and it must be confusing to someone like this democrat in Missouri who faces this sort of repercussion while there are members like Ilhan Omar and some of these others in DC that get protected for having actual terrorists as fundraisers. I mean some of these democrat members of Congress are so cozied up with members of Hamas And they are, you know, there's no repercussion there. They watch other Democrats that run these universities like Harvard and and, uh, MIT, though University of Pennsylvania suffered a fate due to apparent fears that, well, you had people threatening to pull donations. and, And of course, that is a very significant thing. But when you, you watch um, left-wing Democrat, president of Harvard, it's like, well, calling for the annihilation of Jews. Uh, you know. <laughs> and there's a rally of support for this individual. I, It's got to be quite shocking that... Um, that she is, is being forced out of these positions for what is being called anti Semitism when so many others in her party are protected from it. And um, I, yeah, there's a number of reasons why this could be occurring. Um, there is another Democrat in that primary. I, I suppose if this were a general election scenario, if the Democrat was in the general election, and and look like the Democrat had the the potential to actually win that seat. Would the Democrats still react in this manner? I suspect not, but we don't know. You know, at the same time, this Democrat must be thinking, "What, you, Crystal Quayne? This is this is the this is the person who went to court." To try to click kick a black man off the ballot. And she's coming after me? Missouri has quite the characters in the Democrat Party. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, you look at... So here was this state rep running in the primary for attorney general. Accused of anti-Semitism. You've got Crystal Quay, Democrat, running in the primary. Uh for the, the governorship and she went to court to try to throw a black man off the ballot. I I mean, if (laughs) it's quite a party that they have formulated here in the state of Missouri. Springfield's Talk 104.1. I'm Nick Reed. Now, ladies and gentlemen, a very important message from Sarah Myers. That's
2: right. You know, purchasing a vehicle is one of the larger investments that you'll make. So it's important to not only get something that you like, but it's going to uh, function in the capacity that your family needs it to. So if you are going to be in the market to purchase a new vehicle here soon, I recommend that you check out Avis, the car rental company and their long-term rental program. Now the long-term rental program allows you to do longer test drives than what you get at the dealership. And if you have multiple vehicles that you are interested in, you can swap out vehicles every couple of months if you wish to do so. So this really allows you to see if a vehicle that you're interested in is gonna have enough room for your family It allows you to put the car seats in, you know, go and get groceries, all that good stuff. And like I said, if you do get into a vehicle and you realize, you know what, this does not have enough bells and whistles for me or just not enough room, you can swap them out every couple of months if you wish to do so. Now, if you want more information on the long-term rental program, just swing by the Avis store. It's located here in Springfield uh, off of Fort and Sunshine. Speak to Lauren. And of course, you can find all of the contact information for Avis under the Sarah's Endorsements tab at ksgf.com.
0: New poll reveals America's least favorite leader in Congress with shocking single digit approval. I don't think you're going to be as shocked as they think that you may. Um, This involves Mitch McConnell. Do you know that according to this polling, Chuck Schumer is almost three times as popular as Mitch McConnell? Kid you not. Traffic update I'm Nick Reed. Alert forecast sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvements from Color 10. Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Mostly sunny, a high of 48 today, clouds 35 tonight. Tomorrow, partly sunny with a high of 58. Oh, wait. What did I do with the? Oh, here we go. A new Monmouth University poll released yesterday has revealed America's least favorite leader in Congress. All maintain underwater approval ratings, which isn't uncommon. And it is a, that alone, a pretty remarkable reflection of what we say versus how we vote. And that is the fact that congressional approval is almost always very, very low. Yet, It has a remarkably high incumbency rate. Rarely. I mean, it it obviously it does happen because you get Democrats control, Republicans control, but the vast majority of members of Congress get reelected. According to the poll, just 6% of adults say they approve of Mitch McConnell, (laughs) 6% of his job performance. 60% say they disapprove. 34% have no opinion. McConnell was the only congressional leader with a net negative approval rating from within his own party. But Donald Trump is the one we continue to blame for Republicans not gaining seats and controlling the Senate. See, This is... A great deal of frustration I know for many of you. And it isn't to say that Trump is without flaws. But the establishment's approach of blame Trump for everything is no different than the Democrats' approach of blame Trump for everything. They are using him as a crutch and an excuse for failure. We continue to see when it comes to fundraising numbers, we continue to see when it comes to approval, and, and it's just a GOP, an RNC, that should be walking into a landslide. You look at what's going on, and look at what was going on when Trump was president. You cannot I in I suppose you know, okay, let's I'm I'm trying to think how best I'm thinking of my lifetime, at least as an adult, there has never been a juxtapositioning of two such stark differences in results from administration to administration. What we are all uniquely facing is is potentially a matchup of two individuals that have both been presidents in our lifetime and back to back we, we've not had that before realize the benefit of that we can actually look at okay I, I, it's like one of these shows uh where you've got challenges you know Trump used to do this on The Apprentice, right? He'd have these two groups of of people. I didn't really watch the show. I, I was somewhat familiar with it. But if I recall, you'd have these two groups and they each had a challenge and who, you know, whoever pulled it, did it the best was the winner. We we have that. We have the Trump administration, we have the Biden administration. Doesn't mean that the Trump administration was without flaw, without error. This isn't about one is perfect and the other is perfectly unperfect. This is about who's better. In the past, our choices have been either two individuals who have never been president or one who has been president versus one who has not been president. The benefit of running for president if you've never been president, is nobody can point to your failures as president. You get to talk about all these things you're gonna do. Well, I'm gonna do this. And then, and then you get to point out all of the failures of the incumbent. You know, the, Now, on the flip side, if you are the incumbent president and you have a pretty good track record, Uh, Then you get to point to the inexperience of your opponent. And so it's a mixed bag. But what you and I have never had are two individuals that are running that have both been president. And we get to look look at the results. I don't care who you are. No reasonable person can argue that we are better. In terms of actual results things that are going on whether it is domestically or internationally now i know in the minds of the left they say things were worse under trump they were but they are defining worse based off their emotional reaction not based off of the economy or based off of border security or based off of peace in the middle east based off of Russia and the halting of their invasion of Ukraine, not based off of North Korea backing down and signing a peace agreement with South Korea. None of, that's not what made them. They just hated Trump. And it was so they equated their feeling of hate towards things were bad because they were bad in their head. But if you're just an objective person, you come here from another planet or you're in a coma since the Clinton years and you wake up and you're like, well, here are some, uh, here, here are the results of the Trump years here or where we are today. These two are facing off against one another. Here's some gas prices. From this point in the Trump presidency, here they are now. Here are gas prices at their peak during the Trump administration. Here are gas prices at their peak in the Biden administration. Here are food prices at their peak, Trump. Here are food prices their peak, Biden. Here are prescription drug prices peaked, Trump. Biden. Here's what was going on in the Middle East under Trump. Here's what's going on under the Middle East with Biden. Here's what was going on at the border with Trump. Here is what is going on at the border with Biden. Here's what was going on with North Korea. With China. I just go down the list. Just go down the list. Now I've gotten off my main point here. But this is what kills me. And we look at the Mitch McConnells, who has a 6% approval rating in his position. Yet, who does the establishment tell us is the problem right now? When it comes to the Senate, for example, not being overtaken by Republicans, not gaining seats, it's Donald Trump. Not Mitch McConnell, who's actually the leader in the Senate. Not Mitch McConnell, that we're all told is this mastermind politician. No, no, no. It's Donald Trump. The guy who, if you look at his record as President of the United States, Americans were leaps and bounds in a better position, and the country's security leaps and bounds were in a better position than they are today. I'm not here to claim that Trump necessarily helps candidates. I don't think that whole endorsement thing, and I've talked about this before, I I don't think it has near the impact that it did once upon a time. And I don't even think that a Trump endorsement has the impact largely, at at least on national races, that, that many people think that it would or it should, one way or another. With this idea, you realize, if you think about the party, and the Republican Party really is sabotaging itself. Now, Reagan post-Carter was another stark example of a difference. Now, Reagan did not have to run against Carter. He ran against Mondale. He won 49 states. Mondale won his home state. By that point, however, Republicans, despite the fact that Reagan was not an establishment Republican, the, re- the establishment party did not like Ronald Reagan. The same people today who claim Ronald Reagan wouldn't recognize our party because of Donald Trump were the same type of people who crapped all over Ronald Reagan when he was running in the late 70s and in, you know, into the 80 election or trying, it was, it, trying to get the nomination. They were the same people. It's just after his first term, they decided to really get on board with him because they recognized the benefits of it. The establishment of the Republican Party today, however, is just filled with such bitter, nasty, power-hungry individuals, they would rather lose than have Donald Trump become president again. And I think we saw that when it came to Biden. It should be an absolute no-brainer for the Mitch McConnells and the Paul Ryans and the, and, and the Mitt Romneys that everyone in this party should be behind Donald Trump because of his successes, because of his results. Yet why are they against the guy? I mean, in reality, when you listen to them, do they ever provide any actual policy reasons? All they do is they talk like the Democrats do. Oh, he's mean. He causes disruptions he's nasty. Okay. All right. That's the same stuff they said about Winston Churchill. Not all world leaders have the greatest personality in the world. Right now, I don't feel that we have the luxury of basing our presidential decisions off of that. But that aside... The things that Donald Trump did are the things that that in my lifetime as an adult voting, no Republican ever fulfilled as many, quote, Republican policy initiatives as Trump did. So you can't claim, well, he's not really a Republican. He's done more than any Republican president in my adult lifetime has in terms of delivering on Republican promises, Uh, not all. I love these people the these Republicans that stand behind Mitch McConnell with his six percent approval rating, but Donald Trump has to go because he's too divisive and he's not popular enough. Oh, okay, well that makes sense. Springfield's talk one oh four one, I'm Nick Reed.
2: I've been-
0: Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty. You got a home buying need? You got Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty. You got a home selling need? You got Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty. You're going to spend over two years not happy with anything that you find? You got Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah that's, that's I to you.
2: She's a real nice gal, too.
0: I, I, I've said it before. I mean, you gave up before she did. She never did.
2: Yeah, I, I felt remember like you're I wasn't like, we're gonna never gonna, anything. you're never
0: gonna, I, and I honestly forgot you were still even looking. It was so <laughs> long. She didn't give up on you. No,
2: she didn't. She
0: cared more about your new home than you did. No,
2: I love my home. Well,
0: now, but at the time, I think you're just like, whatever. It's it was no, never time. gonna happen. the it market did. was crazy. I know, but she found it for you. Well, and you had very specific wants, which is fine.
2: Like she, land.
0: Like land. That was
2: it. <laughs> that was it. That <laughs> but was difficult. It. So that's difficult. That's really have your sought cows after. Cows
0: and chickens and cats and.
2: That's right.
0: You don't have goats, do you? No, well, I have sheep, though. Need. Oh, yeah, that's right. You mm-hmm. do. That's right. I forgot you have those sheep there. Have you sheared them yet? I have not. Oh, very exciting. All your home buying, home selling needs, uh, seriously, though, I, I mean, that is the absolute truth. And that's what you get with Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty. I uh, cannot highly recommend her enough, as so many others have said the same thing. You can read those reviews and find Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty at ksgf.com under Nick's endorsements. On the American transmissions, talk and text line. Establishment Republicans loved Reagan's forty-nine fifty states, not Reagan himself or his policies. Yeah, they were smart enough though that they weren't so resentful. They, 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 they There's a bitterness. I, I suppose this is what they call Trump derangement syndrome, where all things become like not, nothing ma- nothing that matters matters you imagine part of the reason, part, not fully, but part of the reason that the Democrats' characterization of Trump as being this crazed psychopath has sunk in with some people to where that's how they view him is because of Republicans who also act like he's that way. Imagine a world in which Republicans acted like Democrats, (laughs) and they just not only fully supported Trump, but every time they were faced with the media talking about, oh, he's all dictator, he's going to take over, if they just laughed it off. And said, yeah, if dictatorship's what we saw the first four years, I'll take more than that, more of that. Or, uh, he's not the one canceling elections in Florida. Laugh it off. Don't get angry. No big deal. Like, say what you want. Trump's not trying to imprison political opposition. Um, you guys can continue to do that and scream hysterically. All I know is that the constituents back in my district, they could buy a lot more groceries under Donald Trump. They could afford twice as much house under Donald Trump. They could fill up their gas tank fully every time under Donald Trump. Imagine if the Mitt Romneys took that perspective, if the Liz Cheneys, if the Mitch McConnells, if the poison within the Republican Party actually cared about the country. Because the fact of the matter is, Trump was better for the country than Biden is. By far. I mean, the sabotage, the and it is sabotage, and they are traitors to all of the voters. You think about how much better off they are doing what they can to prevent trump from becoming president again in other words prevent you as americans from benefiting the way that we did before under trump that's what the establishment is trying to do to you but they'll continue to ask you for donations to the rnc speaking of there's a story Money-wise, tremendous loss to America. South Carolina is dumping $105 million of Disney investments due to structural rot in the company. Treasurer warns the same people are now gone. Time to sell Disney. Story of Disney has been far from a fairy tale of late. You know, article opens up. Backgrounding some of the issues that it's had. You've got the, I think this is the, the treasurer, let's see, quote. I think it's clear to anybody paying attention, there's a structural rot inside of Disney. It's deep, it's pervasive. I suspect Bob Iger, since his return as a CEO now realizes that it cannot be fixed. This is the state treasurer. So they they um, are, are pulling out all of this funding. And the reason I thought this was pretty interesting, this is South Carolina, um isn't this a state that Nikki Haley said I would love for Disney to come set up a shop here this was another these are red flags to me and I know they are for a lot of you when you have Disney a left-wing corporation that is trying to use its leverage in order to inject pornography and drag show lap dances into elementary schools and you've got Nikki Haley saying, we'd love for you to come to South Carolina, a state that is now divesting itself of $105 million of Disney investment, noting that the company is rot. Springfield's Talk one oh four one, I am Nick Reed. Show we will be broadcasting live from Scramblers coming up this Friday. The Friday Road Show sponsored by Extra Mile Home Inspection and Real Estate Repair. Joe Biden and Hunter lunch with friends on anniversary of fatal family car crash. This is the accident that at one point Joe Biden falsely claimed a drunk driver killed members of his family, uh, falsely accusing an innocent individual whom his first wife pulled out in front of, and no necessarily, it's not necessarily any sign that it was negligence on her part. If I recall, it was dark and rainy, and it's just one of those accidents. But Joe Biden, of course, could not apparently help himself and try and capitalize off the death of a family member. I mean, Lord knows we've seen him do it with Bo Biden. And he falsely accused the person that she pulled out in front of of being drunk, which wasn't true. Because Joe Biden is a piece of trash. And so there's a story of uh, him and Hunter having lunch with friends on the anniversary of the fatal family car crash. Which means that Biden, Biden circle, Biden campaign, tipped the press off that this was happening. So that he could, of course, capitalize off of it. Now, it's interesting that Hunter is specifically noted in this, and this isn't without reason. You have to learn to think, uh, like somebody who, how can I capitalize off of everything, even my own family's tragedy? That next, I'm Nick Reed, news coming up next.